Welcome to this week's podcast. Uh, we've got a lot to get uh, through this week's edition. Obviously, big one for Derry City, top of the league after a big one at UCD. It's been a fantastic, productive week on the pitch. We're also going to cover a few other points. Obviously, the, the atmosphere at Brandywell has been a big talking point for the last number of weeks. Obviously, the, the so-called Block K um, supporters uh, have, have had a couple of protests and are trying to engage with the club. Uh, they issued a statement recently. So we're going to have a wee discussion about that, first of all, because I think it's only fair that these guys have their say as well, too. You know, they're trying to mediate with a club at the minute. Uh, I'm not sure if the club are prepared to meet or if they, they, they need to meet here, you know. So uh, I think it's, 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 it's definitely worth having a discussion about that. We had Bert Martin on recently and, and haven't had a say about why they've, they've increased security measures at the club. Uh, how how the, 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 the different things are, are harming the, the atmosphere and the, for families coming to the, the brand as well too. So a lot of valid points Bert made. Obviously, uh, we would love to hear the other side of it as well. Well, this is it. And, you know, I know that uh, Derry City in the past, a number of years ago, have had conversations with supporters, maybe not just Block K, but, you know, these supporters have been talked to down the years. Uh, so, like, the club have always been sort of forefront they, they do these discussions. I know, for instance, like, They've issued a number of statements the last couple of weeks and uh, hilariously found a couple of statements where they mentioned the Derry City Directed podcast, which is quite funny <laughs> because that's far from what I can tell these lads. But uh, look, because of that, we rightfully and yourself, uh, we want to get in contact with them. They say, right, have your say. And I know, Simon, you've sort of done a wee bit of digging to speak to them and Shall we say there's only us two in the office here doing the podcast? So well, well, that's go ahead. A, that's the thing. Obviously, it's difficult because I, I'm not privy who actually the, the, they represent Block K. That's the thing. We know that it's it's a section of of this this brand new stadium where they normally sit. Uh, we're not even sure how many people would, would be represented by the term Block K or the DCFC Ultras. Or, yeah, it's, it's not all of them. That's that's so, the big thing we would yeah. always have made out. It's not the entire Block K. There's just a, a small minority, but go ahead, sir, for interrupting me there. Well, definitely. That's the thing is, like, there, there's no, no doubt in the fact that, that we want everybody on board. Like, we want all Derry City fans you know, fighting in the, the, the same direction, you know, sort of all behind the, the club, especially when the club's going so well. The, the, the future of the club has never been so sort of bright, like, you know, and, and we're going for a league title. So, well, basically, the, the, for anybody that doesn't know where to see the statement for Block A, they, uh, I'll read out we put some pieces of it here anyway. Like it's uh, and, and fully entitled, they have their say as well too. But but in the, in the past number of months, it begins Block K has come under an onslaught of criticism and demonization from the club, a number of Derry City fans, and a Derry City themed podcast. So it, the, the the thing the problem is here it continues in about the fact recently Drogheda United reached out they resolve a, a matter. Uh, after a statement w- was made about the, a, a certain section of their fans boycotting the game until something, a simple matter was resolved and uh, most recently then we, we heard about Sligo Rovers as well it, it continues and their supporters group Forza Rovers with a similar situation and they, the, the, their point is that these clubs Drogheda, Sligo most recently are engaging with the, the fans uh, in terms of the different um, 
you know, viewpoints or the, the different the, the things that they, they, they just don't, they're not getting along with or they're not seeing eye to eye and they have different opinions on, on certain things. They make reference to the fact that, you know, the home atmosphere, the last two home matches in particular, was a total embarrassment, they say, in comparison to their away support. Uh, again, it's it's very very difficult to argue with that point because it has been slightly subdued. Uh, it also has it hasn't affected the team. We have to has to be said, but uh, they they also continue. We're ready. They they work with the club whenever they are. They see this problem resolved and the balls in their court. So, um, well, basically, when I seen that, and obviously it was brought to my attention as well too, because they have made reference to. Dare I say anything? Podcast, whether that's not us or not, we, we you know we have bear on, so potentially it is. But the we try to make contact through a, a third party, basically, because again, as I said at the start, I'm not sure who these guys actually are, and, uh, and I hope they they sort of make themselves known to us as well too, because we'd love to hear hear what they've got to say and um, just hear from their own their own sort of voices. Like, but but we did contact. Uh, through a third party and tried to arrange tonight to have them on the on the podcast, but um, they they declined the invitation. So I think their idea is they want to speak to the the club um, rather than, than, than air, air their views on, on the podcast. You know, so it's disappointing that we didn't get they they talk to them tonight here. It is. There's no doubt about it, uh, and it's look. You've asked. You've you've done everything for these people. They come on and. And, and basically, as you say, have their own say, have their own voice, and discuss things. Uh, you know, we, we, can only sh- we can only do so much. And the big thing is, you says too, we can only do, do so much when we actually don't know who they are. Yeah. You know, that, 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 that's, that's a difficulty. That's a difficulty, space. like, you know what I mean? You're sort of trying to find out who these people are, and people are coming to us, and not coming to us, and they're going to come down, they're going to have a chat with us. Mm. And as I say, we're sitting in the office here now. Uh, and it's only two of us again, so like there nobody come down here. Hopefully, as you say, in the future they get in contact with us and we can get somebody to come down and, and discuss uh, their feelings and what they don't see IDA with with the club. And even if the club don't even meet them, maybe the club will hear that someone from the club will hear the podcast and think, yeah. right, okay, we'll work with us or whatever. But look, we've we've tried to get them on. It hasn't worked out. So well it'll be a case of Watch your spaces. Uh, well, certainly, if anybody uh, from Block K or anybody who issued the actual statement is, is, is listening to this and re- reach out to us, and, and, and we'll definitely we'd love to have you on and, and and see your point of view, everything, all the different kind of uh, arguments that are going on within within the fan base at the moment. Like, but uh, and as a, we're we're both Derry City fans. We're both also journalists too. So we're we're definitely we like to have a, a balanced view on everything as well too. As much as we're we're as I say, Derry City fans want the best for the club. And and the press box sometimes that that uh, balanced view goes out the window. But sure, we'll we'll, we'll let that go. professional sometimes <laughs> you are, but uh, no, but but hopefully like it had to, it had to be sort of addressed that because it's a big it's a it's, it's a big thing that's going on in the club. It's it's something that's. It's kind of it's muddy in the waters of, of, of so to speak because there's so much good happening and and we want everybody as I said sort of just battling in, in one direction you know everybody getting behind the club getting behind the players and creating that that atmosphere that we're gonna we're gonna need at the brand new world when the push comes they shove in these big matches and Shamrock Rovers come back up again we need we need it to be intimidating we need everybody together um, and you know let's hopefully this be resolved one way or another, shortly. Well, that's exactly up then. As you say, 
maybe this time next week uh, we have somebody on from Block K uh, to give their views and points of view and as I say it'll be a case of watch this space and uh, I suppose now it's talk about the football Brilliant, well that sort of leads us on to what has been a fantastic week uh, Derry City back on top of the, the league by a point uh, going on to this weekend's fixtures after after the 4-1 one on a shock defeat uh, Shamrock Rovers suffered at the hands of Drogheda and Tala which was um, which was welcome by everybody at the Bradley when we were t- chatting them afterwards. Like, but what a week it's been, Kev, like because uh, you know that we haven't done too well with those three games in a week. There's, uh, I think that's a, the, the first time that Derry have got, got nine points from those fixtures in the seven day period. So uh, that's something that Rory Higgins had been looking to, to resolve, and, and they do it the manner that they did it. Uh, Bows away. Dundalk at home and then obviously you expect them to beat UCD but the man they did that as well couldn't have went much better no it couldn't have and I know as you say that was the first time since last April getting them Friday Monday Friday uh, victories and, and they turned up and were at it and there's big ones too the big one down at Bohemians they had a knuckle down roll the sleeves up giving their all and uh, then you get the you know, you, you get the impressive result against Dundalk where, as we alluded to, you've played Dundalk three times this year and you probably should have bit them in the three games, two draws uh, and then the victory. So, look, it's it's ticking along nicely and obviously then when you get Drahada causing a massive shock at Tala, which, uh, you know, it was a massive shock, there's no denying that, but to be fair to Drahada, we seen them a couple of weeks ago, Drahada's playing well, Drahada's been unlucky in a lot of games, so, like, you know, yes, it was still a shock one that Talib's an unbelievable. But from Derry's point of view, it's just keep things going, keep ticking on, and more players are coming back. You had Cameron Dumbigan's got more game time. You had before the game the other night, you had Mark Connolly and Patrick Magalini playing one twos. Mm. So, look, it's 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 saying a hunt, but uh, it's going nicely. Well, I think um, it was April 1st was the last time Derry were top of the league, and obviously Bulls and Rovers have shared leadership within that period of time 10 league games as well too but see it's always nice to get your noses in front and, and rather than chasing the tails of, of Rovers you know psychologically even going under this weekend's fixtures I know uh, Rovers will play before Derry play at, at, at Sligo but it's it's nice for they have teams chasing you you know um, it's sort of um, I don't know obviously Rovers are going to come back strong again too and there's going to be lots of twists and turns but for now we can enjoy it can't we Oh, that's just exactly it. Uh, you know, <laughs> you have to take the, the good times because, you know, as hilarious as Rory Higgins mentioned a month ago, it was all doom and gloom and results weren't going well, but they've picked it up. They, they're getting at it. They're getting the results uh, and just keep it going, basically. Mm. Well, uh, we were speaking to Rory Higgins afterwards, obviously, and uh, he was saying that his attacking players have got their mojo back, I think it was the quote. Uh, <laughs> So <laughs> where that disappears, I'd like to know. <laughs> so, but he's right, you know, and and I think uh, there was Michael Duffy last year, if you remember, when he came back from his injury, his return and his return to form after getting a few games to get his match fitness up coincided with that fantastic run that they got Derry right back on the title race, if you recall. So it's it's no coincidence this time round, isn't it, that he's back firing on all cylinders and he's. Uh, 
the teams just look so a lot more threatening than that. We were doubting, you know, we were getting one all ones at Drogheda and Bowes, and then suddenly, uh, you know, the floodgates open, like, you know, and Mickey Duffy's got a lot to say in that regard. Well, this is it, like, you know, uh, I know we were looking there this just before we come on to record the podcast. Uh, a nice really? stat for, for which to be honest, he doesn't. And Gary Ferry is probably <laughs> as we speak going spare. But Michael Duffy in the Derry City starting lineup, two point six points per game. Michael Duffy not in the Derry City lineup, one point six points per game. Mm. It sort of tells you everything. He's what is it? I think it's like three or four goals. Aye, four um, goals and three assists in the last eight games. You know what? It's yeah. It's a wee bit tasty. Like, like, you know, he's getting involved, all those uh, goal involvements. Like, it's, 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 he's, he's playing fantastic. Like, but when you've got a player like Mickey Duffy playing on form, you've always got a real chance, like, haven't you? Oh, big time. And, and, and like, as you say, it's, it's, you're starting to, he even muddled himself in these interviews saying that, you know, I'm starting to now get minutes and feeling more fitter and feeling more stronger. And it, it's just getting back to, I'm not saying he's quite the Mickey Duffy of Dundalk yet, no. but he's getting there and the numbers are starting to show that too. And It's a nice time for him to start getting getting going, as he would say. Definitely. And we've seen the, the, the sort of partnership he has with, with Ben Dorian at left side. He made reference to the fact that Walt Patchy now and him have, have struck up this partnership. They had, they had that wee spell of Dundalk together, but uh, haven't probably had a lot of time together but there as, as much as you would like. But they, they seem to be... Uh, really clued on. If we'll just take a moment to appreciate Will Patchen's flick for his his Mickey Duffy's goal on the edge of box where he takes out with three players. Like, ah, but it was just it was lovely. Like, Mickey Wilson mightn't thank us for this. I've been a big Arsenal fan, but it was bare camp esque. It, no, it, like, it was just delightful. It uh, was the old eyes in the back of the head. He just knew them, but it Mickey giving him. He just knew Mickey's gone, and a wee flick around the corner and. I think he's now like two or three UCD boys, literally doing a feller Teddy going, What happened there, Teddy's on? Unbelievable by the way he just took the boys out. But uh super to see him. You know, that that's 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 patching their top of his game there with those those kind of wee involvements there. Uh if if Tom and Maggie Duffy can can link up more like that, uh obviously we have fast to come on to. Oh, oh but, hold on people, we have a fast <laughs> moment there. Sorry, sorry, go ahead there, go ahead. Sorry, you're right. But but uh, like it's it's it, as as we said there Higgins is saying the the, the attacking players we they where were the goals coming from at one stage and, and now they've got their mojo back everything seems to be going well um so so it's 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 great that they're actually putting teams to bed now well this is up and it's just the way the the, the result against Dundalk was followed up then by UCD and yes there was a wee no, go back to three one and Brian Barr had him make a couple of big saves. It could have went to three two, and that's what impressed me even more because Rory Higgins alluded to that straight away after his, his interviews. Going, listen, that could have been every ten minutes. Thankfully not there. And Matty War gets his first goal. And you won four one. It's rosy, but you can't be switching off. You have to be on the zone, and I, I like that, that that Rory was was straight away picking on that too. It's all great going forward, but defensively. If you want to win things, particularly big things, like a league title, you have to be solid, which, to be fair, they have been yeah, tired of They had three clean sheets before that, which so was disappointing. Speaking to Brian Maher afterwards, like he was disappointed with that, even though we made that big double save. But, um, <coughs> you know, we'll, we'll, I suppose we can hear from, from Rory Higgins as his post-match uh, interview now, where he, he discusses, like, uh, you know, the, the fact that the, the, the attacking players are on form, um, 
the fact that they've they, they're now starting to have a bit of form and putting this uh, putting teams to bed when they're on top. It's been a fantastic week for the club. Uh, the players deserve so much credit what they're putting in and, and the output over the last week is, is especially has been fantastic. Uh, Bohemians, Dundalk and UCD um, and we've taken nine points from that week so it's a brilliant return. What pleased me most about tonight was uh, Michael Duffy getting a couple of goals. Um, Jordan McEniff continuing his goal scoring form. Matty Ward getting his first goal for the club. Uh, Sean Patton making his debut for the club and, and there was periods in the game where we played really good stuff. Uh, I thought Michael Duffy's first goal was an exceptional piece of play by Michael and Will Patching. It's a brilliant, brilliant goal. Patching's got that class. He, he showed a bit in the first half where he nearly puts it in the top corner um, and he's coming back to himself, which is great. So everyone's played their part over the last week, which which is really pleasing and the squad's together and we're fighting for each other and um, aye, it's, it's been a good week. Uh, you were talking about Wall there, he was just back to sort of his old self doing the flicks and all, but great piece of play, he set up Michael. Like. Uh, it was a piece of class, um, he's got over that knee injury he had and, and, and he looks freer, he looks more mobile and he looks like he's got a bit between his teeth again, um, but there's serious, serious competition for places in that area, the pitch was just fantastic. and. Um, Aye, I think a month's a really long time in football. It was doom and gloom and the world was over the end of the world a month ago. Uh, but we channeled that negativity around into a positive and, and um, we've bounced back lovely. We've, we've taken 12 points from 12. And um, aye, so uh, sometimes when there's a lot of negativity around, it's great to turn it into and the uh, a positive and, and, and show people and the players their man have been absolutely outstanding over the last since pre-season to be honest but particularly over the last period of time and there's been questions asked of them and they've answered them emphatically but we need to keep going we need to keep and there's going to be setbacks as the season goes on there's going to be setbacks as the season goes on so uh, we're prepared for any setbacks because we know that we can recover quicker than we did last year you look at this week in particular, the squad has been used and you must be as a manager, it's great. Brilliant, um, that's, that's the most, to be honest, it's the most pleasing thing about the last week. Obviously getting the nine points is really, really pleasing, but if you look through the squad, everyone's been used and uh, aye, it's been it's been a real squad effort and you see young Sean Patton making his debut tonight, he's got a real chance and he needs to keep applying himself, he's got a real chance, he's a good player. Matty Ward comes on, gets a goal, and um, aye, so you're right. It's been it's been a real squad effort. Well, that was Rory Higgins there, just giving his thoughts on the, the UCD game, and the thing that also stood out in that interview, he he talks about the entire squad. It was one of the questions I mentioned then, where you had the Friday, Monday, Friday, and he changed it around. He gave people a chance. There's nobody in the squad can't come down on their own. Going, I didn't really get a chance. Well. Brian Cameron a couple of games ago, Jordan, who's taken it by uh, took on his chance with both hands, like you know, we we getting the goals, continuing where he sort of left off after being out of the team. And then you've also Patchington, Jim McGonagall get on, Keen Cavan again. So the whole squad was used. 
Dummigan getting a starting midfield, Diallo and Adam O'Reilly giving a rest, whatever way you want to mm-hmm. describe it. Yeah. That's and to be fair, Rory was going hundred percent. That's exactly what we want. It's a squad game. We've a lot of games coming up, and you know, plus you had eight days before this Lego match, you yeah. could change things around. And look, as I say, we keep saying it, but everything's rosy at the minute, and just keep it that way, basically. Well, in that regard, that is a, a big point. The fact that he's used this whole squad, and he's becoming, he's getting, there's more depth in that squad now. We don't get back in the, in the links, but um, Matty Ward, obviously coming off the bench and scoring as well too, it was nice to, to see him do that. And, and Sean Patton, um, who you know, at 16 years of age, coming on for a senior debut, and I, th- I think he went on and scored. Three or four goals then for the 19s and the, <laughs> the next day. Like so, what a weekend that was for him. Fair play. Exactly, and and Rory has got a lot of time for him. Thinks he's got a big future in the, in the game, and it's now all about just knocking down. And you've got your first test of first team football. You want more of it, and just as I say, uh, just keep knocking down and keep scoring the goals for the under 19s because you will get your chance. Mm. Obviously. Uh, Brian Graydon's been having the headlines here uh, this week as well too. He he, he came off the bench. He, he was uh, so he, he made two sub appearances, like for um, two appearances off the bench for the last two home games, and uh, he had a, a, a big effect too. He obviously set up Manny Ward for 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 the last goal as well too against against uh, UCB, but it's it's a big development there this week in terms of Fleetwood Town. Uh, coming in, making making Derry City an offer, a derisory offer, I think, and uh, you know it's 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 not surprising that he's he's get, he's getting the attention, you know, that that he is getting from from overseas apparently. But what where do you, where do you stand that came the fact that Derry first of all, like we we hear Damon heard Damon Duff chat about uh, these agents and how they're they're sort of they're they're saying the League of Ireland is an easy target in terms of clubs having these uh the buyout clauses and stuff and player contracts but uh, thankfully uh, Ryan Graydon doesn't have that and, and, and hopefully that was uh, a, a very something that was very deliberate by Derry City as well too because he's in a long term contract and they hold all the aces here definitely and I think, uh, I think what Damien was saying is right uh, but unfortunately how you can actually sort that Frankie, uh, to be fair, Damien Duffy mentions Danny Lambert down at uh, Bohemians, where Danny did mention it last year that, uh, you know, maybe all clubs should try and get together and, and check things out. And I also remember at that time when Daniel mentioned that, uh, I think it might have been somebody who was formed in the Cork uh, board, and he just came back with a great line, to be fair. How are we going to get all clubs to come together and sort of basically say the United Front, the agents, or do whatever, when, when when the same clubs would quite happily, maybe shall we say, put a put a football under their bag after a warm up type of thing, <laughs> you know. It's a, and I just when I seen that, I just laughed and thought, that's theft. <laughs> well, I know. I'm just sort of just going to be fair to him. He's right. Like I know what Daniel's saying, and I agree with him. But I genuinely don't know how you're going to get all the clubs sort of saying, no. right, okay. It's one of them awkward ones too where you're going to have an agent coming in and saying to Shamrock Rovers, for instance, look, Jack Byrne, you can sign Jack Byrne, but you have to have a 20 grand uh, release clause. And Shamrock Rovers going, no chance, no way, we want this. Mm. And then the same agent goes to Derry City and says, well, you give it, and Derry City goes, I know better. That's your problem. Yeah. That's, you know, right. you, you can't... 
You're not trying to get one up on each other. Exactly, and, and every team going to do that. So, look, it, it's definitely it's great from a dairy point of view that Ryan Graydon doesn't. Promise Homer Cherry at Bohemians did, and that's how he got away to Fleetwood for next yeah. day nothing. So these are the problems that you're going to have and the stumbling blocks you're going to have. But look at the minute, everything's going well with Ryan. He just has to keep knocking down because, let's let's be honest, he's playing Premier Division football a wet weekend virtually. Yeah, well, you know what I mean? That. I still think he's got like as, as you know, he's still got a bit of development to go there yet. Yeah. Um, would it be the right move to go over now? And at, at, at what age is he? 20, 24, is it? Uh, I think he's older and possibly we sort of think he's sort of a lit developer, you know, uh, where, where he's come through, you know, people will be so when he's it's a bit young. Uh, when it's going so well, like, you know, what, and, and you're playing with, with, with top top players in the division here and, and the, the top flight of Ireland, like, you know, you got, you got a sort of bide your time. Now, whether, whether it's a thing like that, that worrying thing there is when, t- when teams start turning your head and we're getting to that stage now with a transfer window um, approaching and you know, does it does it turn your head? Does it affect your your performances? You know, we we wonder what was. Uh, I don't think we was asked, or, or was any reason. Maybe it was just in terms of a, a squad sort of shake up that he that he doesn't start those three games at home. Maybe we we don't know what's going on there. No, exactly. That. like, That's so what I'm saying. But it just hopefully it doesn't affect the the, the head and he, and he's and he's sort of he's focused on Derry City because. Playing in Europe begins in our shop window if that's his intention to go out, go ahead and go get somewhere else. Well, this is happening. It's one of the end. If he looks at Derry City down the years, young Ryan, and goes, right, Ronan Curtis has made the move. Mm. You've had James McLean made the move. Danny Niall McGinn. There, there's a list of players who've made the move. Old, very old, very for, much for, they won't all reason. Exactly. So he knows all these boys. Very much a sell point for the club and for Rory in terms of bringing players over. If he, he's more than willing, they, they give them a platform, they go and uh, progress their careers I'm sure like. uh, and you're right that he has given them the platform because no disrespect they long for him in the first division but that's where Ryan Graydon was mm. you know what 10 11 months ago and then he signs for Derry and look he, he's taking it like a Dr. Ward in the Premier Division he, he obviously shone in the cup final setting up Jimmy McGonagall after a great ball by Fats they, 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 they create the first goal look he, he's a talent there's no doubt about it but I would agree with you I, I still think he's he's got a, he's got Quite a bit they learn yet, you know. He's sometimes he's crossing, might be a wee bit over hit or under hit. Yeah. Finishing, you know, he, he needs to add more goals to his game. We go back to it, it's different levels here I'm talking about. But you look at Mickey Duffy mm. in a week, and you know, he's three or four goals and he's set one up. If Ryan Graydon starts doing them type of numbers, that's a different ball game. Right. Ryan Graydon will not be here. No, it might not be sleep with town coming over for you. Exactly. You know but uh, uh, just interesting they sort of they, they see that obviously agents will play their, their games as well in this, this stage of the season as we know and, um, this is up the shop window opens up shortly let's, let's start getting everything going for June and July and uh, as I say from Ryan Green's point of view it's knuckle down and keep performing the way you have been because it'll not be just Fleetwood as you say well We'll, we'll, we'll move on from, from the match. Obviously, it was a great, fantastic week. Nine, nine points. You're, you're top of the table. Like, so you can't really ask for much more. And, uh, you know, going under the Sligo match, like, it's, it's, it's something uh, it's something now that you, you've got to hold on to now that in terms of, of, of leading the league. But, but I'm going to move on here just to... Because uh, we, we always encourage you, to, to, if you're listening, they to, to send on some emails or get in touch via Twitter or... Uh, just email myself or Kevin, you know. So, um, Paul Paul O'Hare, he, 
he, he contacted us there this week, and we're just just about different so a few off-topic issues like the, 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 the that are maybe uh, obviously with Europe coming up, Kevin. Like he says, a lot of it's they do with with Europe, a lot to do with a pitch. Um, I'll just take it down because he, he, he he's, he's got a few points here and we'll, a few topics that we could maybe get chatting about here. But it's um, firstly we heard about Lauren. Uh, that was the, the news that came out last week about their pitch. It's uh, even their, their their pitch uh, artificial pitch unsuitable for their Champions League qualifiers. You know, so it's um, it's obviously it sort of pricked the ears of dairy dairy fans where they're thinking right is that as as dairy sort of. You're saying print me ears. I think half a day just went, our pitch must be a war, so large that it has to be. Aye. You know, it, 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 everybody sort of needs to sort of calm down a bit. And, you know, nobody, nobody's heard anything. Uh, I know Lauren were sort of told that they have to nominate another ground by like the 2nd of June. Yeah. You know, so if Derry City were going to hear something from UEFA about their, their stadium, I would suspect they would have heard about it been out and it would be out there like. Well I think it was like in terms of the two pitches, they were they were both installed in the, the same year, two thousand and eighteen. Uh correct me if I'm wrong, alright. It is I so so but the, the the difference there with large Pitchander Park and the Brandywell is the amount of hours being that being played on the large pitch where they've they've rented out they, it's a bit of a cash play for them in terms of, of the amount of the people that, that they have playing on the pitch a week, like you know, there's 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 matches being played on like like they um they've seven days a week, isn't there? Like you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of football being played. Obviously, that's going to have uh, an impact on the surface. Um, now with with these uh, tests that they do, I'm not sure how rigorous they are or what the, what the, I don't know the science behind them. Kevin, uh, no, maybe you can enlighten me. This but is this is the thing, you know, they're. they're there's UEFA licenses every club gets from, like for instance, in the, in the Irish League, there were a lot of talk this week saying, how did Lauren get a UEFA license? There's a different thing, there are different criteria. You get a UEFA license for your facilities. Lauren's facilities is second to none. So that the facilities in the stadium for an Irish League UEFA license is perfect. The pitch, I would assume, I'm not 100% au fait with all these things, but I would assume the pitch a delegate from UEFA might be from the FA or from the FAA, kill two birds and do them the one time. Then they have a look at the pitch and obviously something went awry in large yeah. pitch so that they feel, no, it's not up to UEFA standard. But well, the rest of your stadium was... Yeah, you've got to imagine with a, like the, if it's played on seven days a week, the, the wear and tear there, like, you know, it's, it's going to have a, a... It's going to accelerate the wear and tear for a start, whereas... The difference with the Bradley well, the council have, I understand an arrangement with Derry that that only be, be used a certain amount of hours a week, which which uh, is the uh, stipulation from UEFA in terms of if you want to play in Europe. This this can only be used a certain amount of hours a week. So maybe that's a difference. As we as we the bottom line is we, we don't know as yet. I think it was the twentieth of April it was it was due in our uh, it was due its next test. The, yeah. The, the, that one had expired, the last one, and if, if you remember back, I think there was uh, concerns though uh, about about the, the condition of the pitch at that stage. You know, even when they did those tests, like you know, I think it was mentioned by council. So it'd be interesting. They, they, they know we don't know uh, any of uh, 
you know, I think there was like, I think that, that it was tough loss problem. I think across, uh, especially around the, the halfway mark, I think was was what they were chatting about. But um, we, we've tried if they find out that the club haven't heard. Yeah. They haven't. They haven't. At the end of the day, to be fair to the club, rightfully they haven't heard nothing. They say that they're under any pressure, and like, see, to be honest, with you, but like me or you, if you haven't heard it, it's no news is good news. You're not going oh, to look 100%. for. You're not going to ring up Mister Yuffie and say, "Here, listen, Lauren up the road, the same patch as us. They're under a bit of pressure. What's a crack with us? No, I, I would assume Derry City will be playing European games in the Brandywell this year. Mm. Well, uh, how far? And how many games you can play at the Brandon? That's a different ball yeah. game. <clears throat> Especially like the, like you have to remember, Larner going on the Champions League qualifiers as well. Where they're going on you, uh, the, conference. the conference. Yeah. So so maybe there's different criteria for that as well too. Yeah. But the the second part of, of Paul's uh, email that he had sent was to basically again it's all about bots and maybe's. But if they don't, if the Brandon doesn't deem fit for purpose for the the qualifiers. Which we expect that like it, it will be, but if it doesn't, if it, and we can sort of entertain them here anyway. But it, yeah. the showgrounds was 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 used the last time we were uh, we were playing Michelin as well too. He was concerned that maybe the fact that you know you're, you're traveling a couple of hours, it's a Thursday night, will that affect maybe the potential of the performances in Europe and and the travel and support as well too? Because it was it was it was a paltry crowd that went down for that, but there was. There was a, a reason behind that, wasn't there? Listen, see if you get a hammer in the first leg and you're a fan and you're thinking, listen, we're home on the Sunday against Van Harps or Cork or Rovers, whoever it was, after the Michelin game, you're going to say, I'm not traveling this leg, oh, no disrespect. You know, most most fans that did go are the sort of fans that go <coughs> home and away to every game and we're probably in Michelin and then just sort of came straight mm. to it. So that, that's what I'm saying. Look... There's too many F buts or maybe's here. That's that's the only thing for, for Paul here for us to sort of give you any definitive answer. Uh it all depends who you get and where the first leg is and how you do in the first leg. You know, you could be at home. If they're playing at home in the first qualifier against we'll just say say a team from the Irish League or from Wales, whatever, and it's in the Slego showground. I expect Derry they have a large travelling support going this leg. Oh, so it all depends how the first leg goes. Mm. If you're away from home and you get hammered, no, I don't expect it. But I keep going back to it. I will be surprised if Derry are not playing at the Brandywell this season in Europe, to be honest with you. Yeah. As I say, if they, if they progress in any stage further down the line, that's a different ball game. Yeah. Well, uh, more generally, I am just sort of wondering... In terms of Europe, the European campaign this year, like last year, obviously, when you were drawn we we it was just disastrous. And in terms of the, you look at the money that they were, like the Brazilians that they had, the uh, like million pound players and stuff like that, they were uh, allegedly backed by a Russian oligarch and stuff well, like that. Well, okay, he's just allegedly, <laughs> folks, I'm not getting involved. I have nothing to do with the Russian oligarchs. I am not getting I know, involved with right, well, I'll edit that out. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but you know, that was just a disastrous draw. That like as as, as nice as Riga was, but it was, uh, and it was a great great away trip. But it was um, it was all it was just a step too far. You would think, um, in terms of of getting a couple of rounds in Europe, you would love to. In terms of the finance, but but if you were going to if you were going to sacrifice your league title. For for a couple of rounds in Europe, would you would you have that? 
No. <laughs> no, plain and simple. Now, in fairness, I always remember Stephen Kenny years ago in an interview, I think when he was down at Dundalk, and he says, the European run is special and it is mm. it's memories for a lifetime. Oh, that's what, that's what you remember as a fan. Exactly, and he says, I would, I don't mind that. I think it's unbelievable. It's just there are people in Derry still talking about Gothenburg and PSG mm. and all that, and he's right. There's no denying that. But Stephen can say that because he's got 9,000 titles sitting in the house. <laughs> I, on the other hand, am saying, yes, Gothenburg and Paris and Gretna were amazing. But if you could have told me then that we'd won two league titles in 05 and 06 mm. and we didn't get the Gothenburg, or we could beat the Gothenburg, I'd have taken hand and all. So I'm similar here. <clears throat> Probably, to be fair, get through one round this year Aye. because we have a couple of first, first couple of draws. Manska, obviously Riga, <coughs> it's been disappointing. Right. But, no, uh, if you're asking me, do I want like a Shamrock Rovers or a Dundalk playing in the Europa Conference League uh, and, and the group stages? No, I would rather have maybe one or two rounds. Right. Enjoy me, get my passport stamped and then back out Aye. and concentrate in the league and that's it. Aye, maybe next year, but the, 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 I think the, the scenario, like it's 26 years since Derry City won a, a league title, like it's, it's, it's time that sort of came to end. If you have any chance, and we've seen how Rovers took their eye off the ball last season when they got that bit further in Europe, and then realised, like, yeah, we have to cut our losses because, you know, the chances are we're not going to get much further and, and we need to keep an eye on Derry. We're coming coming hard at that stage. Like, I, know, so. I know the money is massive. Uh, well, that's that's what I was going to say, kid, because he, there, there was there was something came out there about... We all know anyway, Philip O'Doherty has, has had a, you know, delve into his own pocket. Quite uh, a bit. You know, a million, million pound again. They, they they make the club break even, which was, which was kind of... Kind of about worrying for me. Concerning the reality. Concerning. No, but in terms of like last season and the success they've had, you, you exactly. look at you look at the FA Cup one. You look at the like Barry Martin was on a couple of weeks ago saying about how he had turned so many people away in terms of season tickets. Then you've got you know it's one of the most successful seasons in recent uh, recent years. Like you know, and you've got you know the the, the talk about the gate receipts. You talk about the uh, like you know. About the, the merchandise came out as part of it, like you know, and the money that they're generating, you know, it's it's the amount of Derry City tops and rigs that are around the town. So this is generating money that we've never really had before. The, the monthly draw committee still our work as well too. So the prize money of the cup and, and everything else, uh, you know, it's a long, still a long way away from being self-sustainable. And 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 that I think the fastest way they sort of earn money in this league is through the European competitions. That's why it's so vitally important. So you would you would wonder where the cl- the club like the, the the board, the chairman stand in this in terms of they know what the coffers are like and, and how important it is. Would they rather have a few rounds in Europe rather than the league title? No, I think to be honest, you, Philip O'Doherty would love to have the league trophy on Christmas Day, something with his family. Oh, you know what? That, that that there's no doubt about that. Uh, I think it's just a look. Europe is wonderful. We discuss oh six and all that, mm. but because you're waiting so many years for a league title, you want to get. You know, everybody can still talk about PSG and Gothenburg, uh, and twenty twenty three or twenty twenty four, but as I say, if they have a league trophy, they're going to be talking about that more. And look, because of Europe too, it's very difficult to actually get a big name on inverted commas 
Wolfers yeah. can see Milan a couple of years ago. That was just been luck the way mm. Milan had dipped so much. You then have to get on their group stage to possibly get somebody good. I.e. Yeah. Dundalk at Arsenal at, at the Emirates. Unfortunately, it was COVID, so there were nobody there and all that type of thing. But because you're not going to get a glamour, you know, you're not going to get a PSG again, you're not going to get a Benfica. So I, I'm I'm all for. Listen, don't get me wrong. First round, great. Maybe I'll even take a second round. But you see, then if it means you're on a group stage, nah, I'd rather not be bothered. Plus, me and you couldn't go to the credit union. We couldn't go on the go on the group stage. Exactly, you know what I mean. So, <laughs> no, I would prefer to be just travelling the Cork rather than travelling the Azerbaijan. Uh, well, like in terms of teams that you can probably potentially get, we don't know for sure yet until these these uh, these pots are decided <laughs> and the, the seeds and everything else. But uh, like I somewhere like Hubs in Scotland or somewhere like that or one of the Irish League teams well, know, that, would be ideal, wouldn't it? Like for yeah, look, if you, if you could get, you know, if you could call somebody, you'd want someone in the Irish League, someone in Wales, someone in Scotland. That, yeah. That's your, your free ideals. And you have the potential then if you're being a wee bit selfish on it, like somewhere like uh, Sofia again or Larnaca or, you know, uh, Agli Riga maybe, like just for... It's just for old times, like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I know what you're saying, uh, but I think it's a case of... Because it, it, it's crazy because everybody here, rightfully, is thinking about Europe, Europe, Europe. This season's finals aren't finished. So That's there's so many perpetrations. Right, yeah. If West Ham won, then you might go up around. If West Ham lose, all these... There's so many rumours that are going about. Nobody knows exactly. So I think it's around June the 20th is when the draws made. I would say after the likes of West Ham uh, and, and their final against Florentino when that's finished, then you might start getting right. I think that's the seventh of June, maybe the eighth or ninth of June. You'll get the right. This is who you're going to be on with. This is you've actually went up a stage because Florentino's bit West Ham or whatever. All these things you'll start to find out early June, but the draw's not the twentieth, and until then, it's we get speculated. We get speculated away exactly. Aye, so so it's it's. It, it, Look, ideally, you would want. I obviously team be unbelievable. Aye. No, uh, I, I would actually, to be brutally honest with you, I'd love another wee chop the wheels. I enjoyed Aber. The crack was 90, and it was just literally flight over, picked up a car in Liverpool, and went down the road, and uh, that was a great chop. So, uh, hearts even in Edinburgh too be tasty. Like, uh, so, uh, look, there's so many permutations. So, you know, and I know. We're going to Russia or something, or you know, well, we can't go to Russia, I suppose. Uh, we'll end up Armenia, going to, uh, probably something like that again because it's regionalized. Ah, uh, exactly. <laughs> I remember that regionalized tournament, and they end up going to Armenia, <laughs> but anyway, and going to Minsk, but sure, that's another story. Well, just again, the another point that Paul was asking for clarification on as well, too, which I'm afraid that we, we can't really provide too much information on this again. Which, and as we said about the in terms of Derry City meeting with the, the, the Black K guys earlier in the show, the, the no, good, no news was good news, and the, 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 the pitch as well too, whatever. I haven't heard back from them uh, about the pitch uh, meeting the criteria for Europe as well. Again, the fact that we're not hearing anything is, is, is can be considered good news. Colm Whelan is, is the, what he's asking here about, and is the injury. Obviously, the, the club's very quiet about that, but that's... Uh, as far as I can gather, Kev, is, is the fact that we, we haven't heard for certain that it's as ACL as the, the same knee. Um, we do know that the, I think it was, it, was, it was just doing further tests, as I think was the that's, last word we had. So, again, 
as long as they're not coming out and saying all oh, this is and they've no reason they not not they they unveil that sort of information if that was the case. So that's good news. Well, that's it. And I, you know, I, I think again everybody rightfully wants to know how young Colin is, and that's yeah. that's all grand. But I I don't think anybody knows yet definitively what yeah. what it is. I think what we sort of been told and sort of sort of through the group frame we're sort of hearing is maybe the scans came back a bit inconclusive yeah. so they might have to do more scans or do other stuff to possibly get the, the final outcome but I, well, being obviously the top surgeon that I am but no no news is good news as you're right but a scan come back inconclusive I'm, I'm taking that as a positive oh, uh, you know instead of a scan come back and saying he's done it again he's yeah. out for 11 months it's come back inconclusive so I'm sort of hoping you know maybe yeah. It's not as bad. Uh, we just don't know. And, and to be honest, uh, at the time we're going here, I don't think Derry City or Colin Whelan knows exactly yeah. how bad or how good it is, to be honest with you. Well, it would be fantastic if it was uh, the best case scenario and, and he was back before the, the, maybe the, the summer or after the summer break or whatever it, it, it has to be, you know. But hopefully we see him back soon because of what a talent he is. And, you know, we already showed that, what an impact he made as well. But Paul's second part of that question was basically, um, do you think Higgins will, will, will look for another striker in July because of that situation? Um, obviously, maybe Keane Kiava and Jamie McGonagall, the, the, they're, they're not hitting the, the, the goals that he would require as well at the minute. Like, and they're, they're sort of in and out of the squad um, as his two, two main strikers. And um, obviously, we've seen... Uh, Ollie O'Neill playing in that, that false number nine role. You've seen Jordan Mack and F on there. They're sh- thankfully spreading out the goals now, but but first of all, like, do you think that he needs to invest in a striker? Do you think he will? Uh, I think 100%. Uh, if they get news sooner rather than later about Collie Whelan, I still think Collie's going to be out for a while, regardless if it's good news or bad news. So I will be shocked if Ray Higgins doesn't sign a striker in July when the window opens up uh, you know who that striker's out there you know you can go to the I'm not one for sort of speculating either like you know, they don't sell other teams you know, no so. you wouldn't be Jack <laughs> <laughs> but I hear you say <laughs> <laughs> no well there's, you know there's, there's talk you look at the even the Irish League you've got bonuses scoring goals there was talk of possibly cross channel clubs looking at him uh, you look at the, the League of Ireland you know you've boys that are renowned goal scorer obviously with with Pat Hoopin would you would you maybe sort of say right look he's been there done that the docker and a wee sticky wicket you know uh, results wise the money maybe the Derry fans have well if you're asking me yeah, I'm taking <laughs> hand at all uh, Jerry is definitely going to be on this Jerry Malone we even mentioned the Magpies the Magpies will be back again uh, look, you just wouldn't know. There's, there's always somebody, somebody out there that that, that might do a job. We're, we're going to Stago on Saturday. Like a, a Max Mata, what a player he's been like, and you know we've seen the impact that he's had when he's played for Stago. I think there's like you're the Stado today. Like, oh, he scored away. What is it, nine goals he scored this season already? And the big thing is, uh, from a Derry's point of view, they hope he's not playing on Saturday uh, because he hasn't played in the last three games and Sligo haven't had a goal. So yeah. that sort of says it all. Yeah. Well, well, whoever like if he, he probably will like like Ray Higgins, he's he's sort of he, he's pulled players from the first division. He's he's got players from elsewhere in England, and you know he's they they they've all like ninety percent of them anyway. You would think that have have all 
proved to be successful by. So uh, they're, they're, they're a big man at that at, at Aflone that's been scoring goals. I can't pronounce his name. I'm sorry. Go, go for it. Uh, no, it's go not happening. No, he, he's, he's from Haiti. So there you go. That's, that's, that's all I can give you. Where uh, The Haiti around the street. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I Haiti have a goal. His name is not happening. But he, he's been scoring goals to be fair to him uh, in the first division. You were talking about earlier, but you know, first division players, obviously Cochran's got 18 goals. Aye, but that's the thing. My like, mucker scores Cochran's 11 goals. Scored, like, You're not getting him out of water for no, the fact that he's been scoring straight away the goals. Shows you the maybe the standard of the league because oh, he the, wasn't doing the Premier. There's no, there's no denying that there. Uh, that is true, but it is a case of you've got you know I mean Ryan Graydon was no disrespect came from a Longford team. To be fair, to Cockins on a team that's all bare challenges mm. the title. Aflone aren't, mm. you know what I mean. So uh, possibly well, you what what you call them like it would well, be helpful. Well, trying to get this table here now. We're trying to. Francis Piero. Uh, oh, like, that. You know, it's French there. accent there Exactly. You like that first Steve McLaren-esque, <laughs> But it's basically a case of, uh, we'll see. Look, we don't know. We're, we're throwing out names here, and you just wouldn't know. But mm. you're sort of, you, just you mentioned the first one. And they went, oh, that's right. That big man scored away right. with, with half long. So, look, it's it's uh, the answer Paul's Age question. Age and care strikes again. Uh, exactly, this is happening nearly as bad as you and young jackets down at Shelburne. Uh, no, I think the answer Paul's question, yes, I think Rory Higgins will go for a striker in July. Uh, and it'll be a case of watch this space. Well, well, Paul, thanks for, for getting the touch with me. I think you had a few points there, like, and uh, a few good talking points, I suppose. Like, so hopefully we, we give you some sort of insight on that, which was basically, uh, we don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> we give you insight, but you know, it really wasn't. We didn't really give a shine of light in ourselves, we're going to be honest. So, any questions that we can answer, send them on. Send them on, send them on, maybe, and give us six months to try and get back <laughs> but we will get back you one way or another. Oh, cheers, Fab. Well, um, so, I suppose we, we, we move on then. The, uh, this weekend's games came, like, what's what sort of strikes you? Uh, yeah, obviously, well, like, they're even playing until the day after. Well, you've got obviously the champions, uh, Rovers are away at Cork, who couldn't buy one and mm. then get their get their victory then last week. So you know they they needed that uh, and they beat Sligo one 0 But haven't seen the highlights. They could have won two or three. Uh, probably the biggest, the big game, two two big games to be fair on Friday night. Live in RT is decking the vines bows at home to Shelburne. You also then have some Pats. We've just announced this week John Daly is the, is the, the gaffer now, stepping up from the number two of Clancy. Uh, they're at home to Dundalk, who, you know, they need to get a result shortly. Stevie knows that himself. Like, they, they, they were on a great run. Yeah. And then they came to Brandywell and got stuffed. And then they drew two each after being two up against Bowes. But the great run, having spoke to a few reporters... Uh, at, the, at the dairy game they were saying they're not playing well they're no. getting the results but they're not playing well these were games that they were expected they won uh, and then the final game at Friday night is Drogheda against uh, UCD and if you're Cork you're sitting there going right we got a, we've got our first victory in ages mm. happy days let's see how Drogheda did. they're away to Shamrock Rovers Rolf closed the gap wait 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 Drogheda go to Tala and get a victory so they're coming into their game now full of confidence uh, against a UCD team 
they yes, while when they three one they had chances against Derry, maybe make it three two, but uh, I'm predicting the home victory there to be brutally honest. Yeah, I think Jardel off too much of them and then as you say, they bring all attention then switches the Sligo showgrounds where Derry make a trip to Sligo and segment it's, it's we're, we're getting our predictions half right. We're getting Derry City victories, right. we're getting goals. Uh, you you says four last week. UCD hit the bar like uh, you know when when UCD scored that discovered everybody's bet. But you know we're getting the right direction. So over to yourself for Saturday night. That's Lego. What do you think? I uh, well, I, I think it's going to be an an arm day one. I just think I think we might get off the form is like we're we're creating so many chances and and uh, again I think there will be goals here. Like Sligo, we we laugh and we say how. Uh, Unpredictable they are as well too, and without Mata and the team, hopefully he's not there on on Saturday because that would be like a big difference. But the form that they're in, it just the form book just has to has it says it points to Derry one, uh, and I, I can't can't see them with, with a, they're unbeaten in the road. They have a fantastic away record at the moment. They're scoring goals. Um, it's I was I haven't got a go with like a two 0 I think that it's 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 always tight down there. We always tight. It's, there's very rarely like a two goal margin on game games, like isn't there not? Like so, but I'm gonna go with two goals. I'm gonna go Derry two 0 I agree. We've just looked at the sort of results, uh, the heads to heads, no mm. no down there. We we lost down there two one, uh, and then there was a another. It was a two one victory then twenty twenty one. Of mine, Ronan Boyce coming out the back post, scoring later on. Uh, Joe Tam scored that night too, and obviously from Rory's point of view, he's a great memory of his first match in charge, they won 1-0 with patching. I'm, I'm not going to copy your scoreline, but I fancy the 2-0 myself, so I'm going to, I don't want to go, you can't be going free like this, it's a wild hiding your hand about, and we don't we don't get that many against, against Sligo because of that. Max Madden's not going to be in the team, if he's not in the team, I can't, see how, from? I can't see how Sligo school. Well, so, maybe. Uh, um, uh, well, maybe, yeah. Ball's done well. Yeah, done well. Like, yeah. uh, but not a goal scorer. Not a goal scorer, like, exactly. Uh, <coughs> I'm going to go probably one better. I'll go the 3-0 Derry. Uh, I was nearly going to go Great. 4, but no, we can't be. Your reputation's on the line. <laughs> uh, well, this is athletic, you know what I mean. But uh, I'm going to go with 3-0. I fancy Derry. And as I say, if Max Mata is on, then yes, that, that changes it slightly right. from a point of view, to be honest with you, of Sligo scoring. Not in my opinion of Sligo winning, but from Rory Higgins' point of view, he's going to be saying these players, listen, while they're in a bad run, no disrespect, keep them in a bad run. Don't be thinking you're coming down here, this is going to be great. The good thing is, and I use the word good thing sort of very loosely, most of the squad know every game against Sligo has always been difficult, particularly down there, even this yeah. season. One each, you know what I mean, uh, at the Brandyville this, this year. Mm-hmm. like, And again, it was Mata and it was Kieran Call that on. They didn't play that well that night. No. You know, Kieran Cole's header coming out of nowhere from a corner, and then they got going a bit. But no, look, uh, Sligo were very good that night. Sligo was a great chance after we equally. So look, it'll be tight, but uh, I fancy Derry, and I'm I'm going for a free no victory for Derry. Very well, huh? let's let's hope one of us are right. I mean, I hope we're, we're both right with we a Derry one anyway, because that would just keep the momentum going, and it's it's been fantastic. Like at, at, at the moment, it's just so. It's crazy, like I don't know, like Higgins made reference to it and a few other players done, like how how fickle football can be, like in terms of you know your your top best team in the world one minute and then you know 
you're probably the manager of the next. It's just crazy. Like, you know, obviously, um, it hasn't been that bad, but, um, you know, it's, it's, they, they've turned it around so well, and you would, uh, they've got a, they, they deserve credit for that. You've made full use of their squad, and let's just hope that that continues now, and uh, you get a bit of momentum, because that's what they're going to need, a, a big run now, like, they, they, they keep this going. Well, this is something, you know, I think uh, next week is a Friday, Monday, which is going to be comedy gold because I'm going to just annoy people. I'm going to Spain, so what? this podcast is going to be hilarious, Craig. We'll, we'll probably have to get Michael on just for the track. Uh, well, that would be good. Uh, so there'll be more likely a replacement uh, while I'm in Sub. Spain. Sub. You uh, might get back on the team. Well, that's that's my danger. You know what I mean. I have to make sure that I, you know I do enough to get back on. Uh, but as I say, then that's your Friday Monday again. You know you've. Shelburne at home on the Friday and then a Wadies and Pats on the, the Monday and then you, you'll have a Friday game again so it's just getting that momentum mm. and if you can keep that going now it, it, it's it's a big time for, for everybody involved and hopefully you can keep her going That's that's up I suppose we had a lot to talk about there and uh, get through thanks for, for your input as well too and uh, send us any any um, any questions that you have that we might be able to answer or ask ask the club or players or, or whoever you know but um also well again we'll reach out to the the the, the guys from from block cave if, if you want to come on us you, you use this as a platform they, they have your say if, if you want and, and hopefully the uh come to some sort of a solution there with a the club you know but uh thanks for for joining us again folks and and we'll see you next week see you next week folks We'd like to thank the children of Greenhall Primary School for the podcast jingle. And any City fans out there with anything they want to ask us, they can email us simon.collins at dairyjournal.com or myself, kevin.mcgohan at dairyjournal.com. Also keep an eye on social media on Twitter at dairyjournal and on Instagram at dairyjournal underscore. Make sure you like, follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a beat as we follow the fortunes of Dairy City Football Club.